Welcome to the Enhance My App Podcast, where you can hear the latest and greatest tips and tricks on how to improve your mobile app. Today we are here to talk about a very common problem in the mobile app industry. It slows developers down. It stops them from focusing on what matters and possibly prevents them from making money. Today we are talking about SDKs. Mobile developers need them to make money, record valuable information, and so much more. But integrating them into their apps can take days, possibly even weeks. Today we are joined by Chris Hughes, co-founder and CEO of Enhance, and Luke Mitchell, CTO of Enhance, to discuss this very problem. To start the discussion off, Chris, what exactly is SDK fatigue? SDK fatigue is a, a very general term that basically encompasses all of the issues that a mobile app developer faces when trying to work with multiple service providers. So to give a little background on this, uh, if you're a game developer or an app developer, what you do if you want to work with third-party services such as ad networks or analytics, attribution, anything that you're putting into your app that's not the core functionality that you've built, you have to integrate those companies' code, which is called a software development kit or an SDK. Every single company you want to work with, you have to integrate their their SDK, which can take hours or days or longer, depending on the complexity of the SDK. Uh, The fatigue part comes in because there are so many of these companies that you might want to work with, and oftentimes developers are inundated with emails and messages from these companies saying, try our thing, try this, try that. The constant upkeep trying to not only experiment with these new SDKs, but also to update them. So these companies also are periodically updating their SDKs so that they have new improved functionality, uh, better security, things like that. Valid reasons that you'd want to use their new version, but that just adds to the problem because not only are you being inundated by all these new SDKs, but the current SDKs you are using are having updates. So all of that together kind of creates this environment where it, it's just fatiguing to keep up with it when all you're trying to do is build your core app. Is there a particular group of developers that this is affecting the most? Yeah, so it's definitely hitting anyone who is making a mobile app and is wanting to use third-party services, which if you're wanting to make money or track your users or know how your app is doing is much affecting you. So the entire industry is affected by this. Uh, How people kind of approach it is different. Smaller developers usually just settle for SDKs because they don't have the time or resources to implement. Larger developers are uh, being more choosy about who they work with and sometimes are building kind of complex infrastructures to support these SDKs. Regardless of how they approach it, all of these developers are suffering from some version of, of SDK fatigue because they're wanting to work with third-party services. Luke, what from a developer standpoint, what currently do they have to do when it comes to actually implementing these SDKs? Yeah, so as Chris touched on, there's there's kind of a lot for the developer to do. Um, there's not only the initial integration, but it generally goes back to the developer when it comes to updating the SDK, making sure everything is kept up to date. I mean, so the process of actually integrating the SDK will involve, first of all, you have to like find the SDKs that you want to use. Then you'd have to read their documentation and and work out how exactly to integrate it and then actually integrating it into your code. And this all takes a lot of time, just completely off the bat. Straight away, you need to kind of invest a lot of time in order to even test a service. 
Um, and you never really know if that service is going to be something that you end up using when you release your app. After the implementation, it's really important to keep things up to date. And I think this is an area that a lot of developers tend to let slip because it's a ton of work. Like if you've got like 18 to 20 SDKs in your app, you would have to keep an eye on their websites to see if they've released updated versions. Yeah, there's a lot of work in the things even outside technical programming that the generally the developers are doing just to ensure that things are kept up to date. What does a developer currently have to do when it comes to implementing all these different SDKs? So um, outside of Enhance, um, and as Chris has touched on earlier, I think there's a lot more to SDK integration that developers don't initially consider. Uh, so there's the obvious technical side of getting the actual code for the SDK into your app, programming it so it works with your app. Um, but I think really what makes what takes a lot more time is that you have to test the SDK, uh, ensure that it's integrated properly and working nicely with all your other SDKs and dependencies. There's a lot of setup required as well before even integrating the SDK. You have to decide which service you want to integrate and read the documentation. I think it ends up being quite a long process before you even know if you're going to end up using that service when you release your app. We've heard quite a few times that developers will spend a lot of time implementing an ad network, for example, uh, because the ad network is advertising that they pay the best rates and then the ad network just doesn't pay very well. So essentially, a lot of time can be wasted with SDK integrations as well. So since everything that you had mentioned, it's a lot of things that a developer has to keep track of and, and manage and even understand how it works and having to deal with that with multiple SDKs, I would imagine, is incredibly time consuming. Now, I'm sure you can't give an exact number for how long on average this might take, but it, it sounds like since there are so many different aspects of, of development that are required to actually get this stuff implemented into your app, on from what you've seen from your experience, how long do you think it usually would take a developer to have to manage and handle all these different uh, aspects of integration? So yes, it's definitely a difficult question. Um, I think if we're just looking at one service, um, the actual integration can be a quick process, like some SDKs you may have in your app within a few hours. Some SDKs are more complicated and do more complicated things, and therefore, I mean, some will take a week or more to implement. Um, but yeah, I think the real time-consuming thing is getting them integrated, but then keeping them up to date and ensuring that they work outside of the actual initial integration. Are there, now, since there are so many, like you had mentioned, so many different parts to have to think about, are there any best practices in the process of actually implementing and managing all this stuff that you are familiar with, are aware that developers are having to do to make all this work? Yeah, yeah, there are some tools that exist to help with the integration of SDKs and dependencies. So two of the big ones are Gradle for Android and CocoaPods for iOS. So these are just popular dependency manager tools. They help developers to keep things organized. 
they can also help with the updating of SDKs. Um, but they're, they're pretty technical and simple tools. Um, so they will help get the actual code for the SDK into your project. But it's still down to the developer to ensure that it's integrated correctly uh, and to do all the testing. Uh, and if there's an update that changes how the integration needs to be, uh, then it's still the developer's job to go in and update things. Accepted best practices at the moment. But I feel that they had quite a lot of drawbacks. It's still a manual process, as I said, to switch out the SDKs. So if you, for example, wanted to try a new SDK, you'd have to add it to your Gradle file or your CocoaPods, and you'd have to integrate the code for the new SDK uh, based on their documentation. So they just don't support all of the ways that people can make apps these days. Because there are so many ways you can build an app. And these dependency managers, they, they just don't cover a lot of the a lot of the ways that people are actually building apps these days. So it seemed like there would be a better way to do that. And that's why we developed Enhance. Chris, could you elaborate on how exactly Enhance is solving this particular problem? Yeah, sure. To give a kind of brief history of Enhance, so we actually created Enhance because uh, it was born out of necessity from this very this very problem. So um, we actually were, were uh, running a company that I founded called FGL, and uh, FGL manages it's, it's basically a large mobile game publisher and manages thousands of apps. So we we have these thousands of apps, and we constantly were trying to use new services to see which ones worked best. And uh, it was a, a, a big problem because you can just kind of see when you have thousands of apps and you're implementing a new SDK that takes hours or days to implement, uh, it's really impossible to, to, to find the amount of time to implement it across the entire catalog. So uh, what we did is <clears throat> Luke actually built internally uh, uh, a mini enhance that we, that we use to uh, be able to inject these SDKs into our app, and that really kind of streamlined the way we were able to try new things and update the things we were using. Um, and so we took that idea and we said, well, you know, it works great for us. Maybe this is something that uh, other developers and publishers would find useful. So we we basically made it a, a public-facing product. We called it Enhance there to see what kind of the uptake, what it would be. And it, it really took off. So, so then that's kind of the the genesis of of Enhance that we then split that off into its own company and are, are running it now. You know, to solve this problem, um, which basically everything that Luke just explained, we take all of that work of of uh, you know choosing these SDKs and and taking the time to implement them manually and and basically wrapping that all up into one process that takes two minutes. Uh, so, so basically to explain kind of how that process works, um, in the public facing version that, that anyone can use is you have it, you have your app instead of implementing the SDKs individually, what you would do is, is just basically import our very simple library and put lines of code right where you would want things to happen. For example, if you want to call an ad, you just put a line in there saying show ad. Uh, it's very simple. You compile your app, compile your app as you normally would. You then uh, select through Enhance the different services you'd like to pick, uh, so different ad networks, analytic systems, push notification systems, etc. 
You then run through the enhanced process, and what we do is we go in, we find those hooks that you put in there, we replace them with the actual ad calls, we inject all the SDKs, the process takes about two minutes to do that. We then hand you the app back, and you have now uh, an app with all those SDKs implemented without having to actually code them in yourself. And um, and kind of as Luke had mentioned too, uh, this it doesn't matter how you built the app. Um, back in the FGL days, we had we worked with you know hundreds or thousands of developers uh, that built in various different technologies such as Air, Unity, Native, etc. Um, and so we built Enhanced to, to basically work so that since it's kind of post-compile, it will work with any technology that you built in as long as it's you know, in the final APK or IPA format. Uh, so we basically are taking all of that work and, and all of these different uh, technologies that you could work with and, and variables that might be hard to use CocoaPods or, or Gradle um, on their own and make it all into one package to where it's very easy to use and, and very flexible. It also sounds like since you're making it very easy to integrate all these SDKs into uh, the person, the developer's app, does that also mean that it's going to make sure they always have the most updated versions of those SDKs? Yeah, so an, an interesting thing is when we first started Enhance, we had a goal of making sure every SDK was updated to the latest version that was available. We thought that that was an important feature to have. Uh, and since that time, we have found that that's not so much the case. So what Enhance Now, what we, we strive for at Enhance Now is to support the latest stable version of every SDK. So anyone who is really kind of you know diligent about keeping up with the latest and greatest of SDKs will know that usually the latest and greatest SDKs are not stable or conflict with other SDKs or have other various you know minor issues, uh, as you would expect from any kind of piece of software that's you know initially released and not battle tested. So, what we do is that we make sure to to uh, to definitely implement all of the latest and then and then go through a rigorous testing process on our end. And what that means is that we we basically end up with supporting SDKs that we know will work in most cases. Make sure to work with the the providers, the the SDK and service providers, in cases where we find issues, so that they they make it stable. Developers and publishers are getting uh, kind of the, the most quality assured code as possible into their app, and and we're also helping the service providers to make sure that they're they're providing a service. Uh, you know, to users that that's going to work, you know, in most cases. So what a developer still needs to do, though, is even in those cases is, is run their app back through Enhance. So if, if, a, if a developer is using Enhance and has, you know, a, one version of an SDK out there in the wild and we update it on our side, they would need to run through the Enhance process again. But literally it, it involves clicking a button and, and getting your new file. If you've not made any changes to your app, you wouldn't even need to upload a new version. We would just use the the version that you you had uh, uploaded last, and so all of your SDKs would be updated to the versions that we have supported, and we would uh, provide that to you. Also, as of late, with their uh, with GDPR and other type of security measures that need to be implemented by each of these third party SDKs, does Enhance help with that process at all as well to making sure each of the SDKs are compliant? Yeah, so Luke might be able to answer this a little bit more in depth, but from a general sense, uh, yes. So we label as clearly as possible 
all the SDKs that have been uh, on their end updated for GDPR compliant and updated by us. So uh, there uh, currently there's an indicator by seeing a, a check a check mark with GDPR by it saying you know, indicating this. Uh, this SDK is is GDPR compliant, and and we've been pretty uh, good about keeping up with all of the SDKs that have on their end uh, uh, made sure that they're uh, GDPR compliant, uh, making sure that we then update to that version and providing a a pretty simple process flow for the developer to implement those in a way that uh, that'll allow their app to uh, to then be compliant from the SDK side. With all these different types of features and things that Enhance does to make a developer's life easier, is there a certain price tier or is there something that a developer has to pay? Or is it, even as a developer, are they losing money in any way when integrating these SDKs? Like, is maybe they, Enhance might get a cut from that money. Could you maybe clarify on the pricing? Yeah, from the, the Enhance side for a, a developer or publisher, it's totally free to use. Obviously, when choosing SDKs, they, they may be choosing one that has some kind of pricing structure to it. So they'll be paying the the service provider. But as far as the cut that we take, uh, our business model is that we partner with these service providers uh, so that we're, we're generating our revenue from them. The reason this works is that we're solving problems on both sides. It, it's really kind of a lucky situation for us to be in and something that I'm thankful for that solving a problem for two sides of, a, of the same coin, not just one. So not only are we providing a service for publishers and allowing them to kind of solve this SDK fatigue problem that they've been having for years. But also, as you can probably imagine, on the service provider side, constantly trying to get people to use their system. They're trying to convince people to update their SDKs. Uh, And since developers are, are inundated with that every day, it's been a challenge to get developers to do that. And now it's much easier with Enhance. So we're providing a big service for service providers to allow them to reach out to new partners and get integrated more easily, and uh, and have you know the, you know the millions of dollars they spend on updating and and, and uh, improving their SDKs can then be can be capitalized on by the developers because they don't have to do any extra work to implement those. So so they're usually happy to partner with us and 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 give us a. a some kind of a business opportunity to work with them in order to, to provide that service. So, so once again, on the publisher side, totally free. Uh, uh, there's no, no need to pay us directly. Uh, and then on the service provider side, we usually just work out some business arrangement uh, that they're happy with. Luke, Chris had spoken to a lot of different aspects of how Enhance can improve a developer's life when it comes to integrating these SDKs. Now, we had also a little bit earlier talked about GDPR, and he, uh, Chris had spoke about how the SDKs are being injected into the app. Could you maybe speak to, on a technical standpoint, uh, how Enhance is helping the developer, and even maybe from a security standpoint, um, how safe is it used to use Enhance? So yeah, from the technical standpoint, we are essentially trying to abstract the entire process of implementing SDKs. So this this means that when you go to integrate your SDK, you're adding functionality to your app rather than adding a specific service. So if you if you're adding um, an, an ad network to your app, you you don't really care as a developer which service you're using at the point of integration. You you essentially just want to put code in your app that will tell it where to show an ad, how to show the ad, um, like how to reward the user if it's a rewarded ad. 
Um, so we, we abstracted this all. So from a technical perspective, when you're actually coding your app, you just put in a little bit of code to say, like, this is where I want to show an ad. Uh, this is where I want to reward my user for watching a rewarded ad. Logging analytics is another example. Enhance essentially takes the entire remainder of the SDK problem, does an automated way. So it's a fully automated process. After you've implemented these lines of code into your app, Enhance is essentially finding where these lines of code are in your app once it's compiled. So it doesn't matter how you build your app. Once it's an APK or an IPA file, which are the, the two app formats for Android or iOS, uh, Enhance will simply find where to put the code within your app, and then it will inject the actual code for the SDK and all the resources into your app and, and essentially replace the placeholder lines that you inserted earlier. So from a kind of higher level, what that means is that now you don't need to read the documentation of a specific service in order to implement it. You literally can just select which services you'd like to use. Uh, and because we've done all the work to, to implement it correctly, when, when we push that into your app, it will be implemented exactly how the SDK is intended to be implemented. And like uh, updating SDKs is the other huge thing. Um, if you want the latest version, you literally just run your app through the enhanced process, the automated process again, uh, and you will get the latest version of the SDK that we support, which Chris talked about earlier, will not necessarily be the latest version of the SDK, but it will be the latest version that we've tested in a lot of apps and that we're sure is completely stable. From the developer's perspective, we're making it so you're not implementing SDKs you're just writing or you're implementing services into your app. And then later on in the, or late, later on before you release your app, you can then select which services they are and you can up, update them at any point without having to dig back into your code or download new versions of your SDKs or anything like that. So could you speak on the security aspect of Enhance? So yeah, because we are modifying your app, essentially when, when you create your app, before you can release it, you have to sign it with a certificate that essentially just verifies that the app is your code and it's it's how you wrote it. So when you run it through Enhance, we're, we are inserting new code into your app and we're, we're modifying the resources. Before you release it, you do have to re-sign your app with a certificate. Um, so yeah, in order to release your app, you do need to ensure that it's signed with your certificate to verify that it's your app. And, and when we make the modifications, we um, the, the app needs to be re-signed. So we offer a few ways that the developer can do this. Um, if you want to keep your, or if you don't want to upload your certificate to our system, uh, then you can choose to sign it yourself. Um, but we do, we do also offer the ability for users to send us their certificate. We store it incredibly securely. We um, completely re-encrypt the certificate uh, and we generate a much more or a, a very secure password that's stored also encrypted on a separate server sign the app before you upload it to the app store um, it just it's a it's a necessary step in the process um, but yeah we've we've attempted to make that as simple as possible for the user now, Chris had also spoken a bit about GDPR and what Enhance is doing to prepare developers for that process and make it more easy. Could you perhaps talk a bit 
more about how Enhance is making that, from a technical standpoint, simple for the developer so they don't have to think as much about which SDK is and how to implement it or yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, so um, it's definitely a complicated thing at the moment from the developer's perspective. Um, all of the different services have implemented GDPR uh, consent methods in different ways. Uh, so some of them will have dialogue, which you can show. Um, some of them require you to display your own dialogue. Um, and there are there are tons of different ways that people have done this. Uh, so through Enhance, we've actually completely simplified that. Um, like Chris was saying, we, we do have features that allow you to ensure that you're only using GDPR compliant SDKs. Um, and then we, we've, ab we've abstracted some methods to allow you to either show the built-in dialogues that the SDKs have or to show your own and then pass on that consent status that you've collected to, the, to, to all of the services with one call. Um, so the benefit of this from the developer's perspective is that you can literally just implement your consent dialogue solution and then you're, it's just one or two method calls to ensure that you are then GDPR compliant. We are actually taking this a step further as well uh, in a product that we're releasing very soon within the next couple of weeks, um, which is we will offer a standard consent dialogue that will be inserted into your app, which is fully customizable. So you can change all of the text in this dialogue. We automatically generate GDPR compliant wording for this dialogue so that you, you can simply select your services and then the user will be prompted with this this dialogue um, and then literally by tapping one button it will either opt in or opt out of all of the SDKs that you've included. Um, so from a developer's perspective this will actually be completely seamless and it will, it will require no coding at all. Um, the the dialogue will just display when it's need when it's needed. So if the user is in the EU and they haven't supplied a consent response yet, it will just display as needed. Um, so yeah, this, we we think this is quite an exciting thing for developers because it cuts out a ton of work in ensuring that the app is GDPR compliant. Um, so yeah, that's something we're currently working on and should be released very soon. So the actual process of integrating in all these great features that Enhance has, is it done directly just through the website or is there some sort of like continuous integration process or way that I can do it along with my other build systems if I'm building a really large application? Is there anything that Enhance provides for that particular scenario? Yeah, so we, we have a few ways that you can run your app to Enhance. So after the initial integration of the um, connector library into your app. Uh, so after you've put the lines of code in, the, the kind of standard way would be that you upload your app to our website and then you go through a quick five-step process that allows you to select the SDKs and insert all your ad codes and everything that you need in order to get these services into your app. Um, so that is a online process on our website, upload the app through our website. And then at the end of the process, you just download it again. Um, and then you would go on to upload that to the app store in order to publish it. Recently, recently we have 
built out both an API and some continuous integration plugins. Uh, so the, the API allows you to just use the same process, but in a completely automated way. Um, so you could write your own script in order to upload the app, run it through Enhance, and then download it again. And the the continuous integration plugins will just plug into popular CI systems. So I think we currently support Jenkins and TeamCity, and we're also working on some more there as well. Oh, what type of platforms do you guys support when it comes to actually integrating in the enhanced tooling? Yeah, so we actually have support for a lot of platforms. We currently support 11 different platforms uh, for when you're using our um, code library so th- or our connector library. So this allows you to um, implement the code in that there's tons of different frameworks or languages that we support. Um, this is actually quite a big thing for a lot of users because some or, or a lot of SDKs won't support all of the platforms that we support, but that doesn't matter for Enhance. Like no matter which, no matter how you build your app, it will always work with all of the SDKs that Enhance offers. So you could build your app in App Inventor, and you could have like native AdMob ads, which by default might not be something that's possible on that platform. We also offer a zero code system, which allows you to implement some simple services. So uh, analytics and like banner ads, things like that, you could actually implement with no coding whatsoever. Um, And if you're actually using that, then it doesn't matter at all how you built the app. Um, Even if we don't have a connector library for that particular language or platform, it will still work. You don't have to do any coding to get some of our services in. Speaking to that, zero code versus using the connector library. Could you walk us through the process of that? Yeah, yeah. So the connector libraries, you would download the the version for the platform or language that you needed. Um, so say you're building your app in Adobe Air, you just go to our site, download the Adobe Air connector, just be a very, very simple library that you implement in code into your app. And then if you were doing the zero code route, you literally just skip that step. So you you select which services that you'd like. It would have to be zero code services. So for example, banner ads, and then you simply just upload the ad. uh, Sorry, then you simply just upload the app um, and you're able to go through the process and get banner ads in there for without having to do any coding. So let's just say I come to Enhance and I already have been building and working on my own app and I have lots of different ad services and like AdMob and other things already in my app. Is it going to be a difficult process to actually take advantage of everything Enhance offers or could you maybe elaborate on how that process would work? Yeah, sure. So it's not a difficult process, but if you did already have ad networks or other services implemented that you wanted to use through Enhance, uh, you would you would have to go through and remove those. Um, because it's just removing code, it's generally quite easy. Um, it, it's also, it allows you to just remove that dependency from your project, which is also a nice thing to do from a development perspective. And then, then you'd essentially just find all the times that you'd, for example, called AdMob and just replace them with our generic calls to like, show ad, hide ad, or reward the user, things like that. Um, And then once you've done that, you could upload it, run it through Enhance, and you could select AdMob again if you wanted. Um, And then you'd always 
be able to have the latest version or you'd be able to switch out for other ad networks at any point. So it's sounding like as soon as I've made that small change from then on out, I can just keep using Enhance and undoing the checkboxes for the things I want and don't want. Exactly, yeah. There'd, there'd be no more coding after you get our, our simple little connector library in. So Chris, speaking to everything that Luke was saying, and it does sound like that is going to be saving a developer a lot of time, what has been your general reaction you've received from developers who've actually started to use Enhance? Yeah, amazement. <laughs> so usually when we, we let a developer know about this, it's it's really more disbelief, I would say. Uh, you know, we, we hear a lot that it sounds too good to be true. But then once, uh, you know, they actually get using it, it's it's pretty much, you know, a, a total time saver. Uh, so, so we've had, you know, really great reactions from anyone. Very often we have developers with multiple apps and they'll test us with one in a week or so, they, they start putting us in all of their, their apps uh, because they see kind of time savings that it's, it's giving them is, is, uh, is something that they didn't think was even possible before. And, I mean, maybe to even elaborate on something that Luke was talking about, yeah, I mean, this works even up to the level of you know people who are using mediation networks. So a lot of times people are using like ad mediation systems to help kind of consolidate their use of, of ad networks and, and tracking and so forth. And Enhance even allows you to do that. So when when someone's wanting to use ads, they can pick a mediation network uh, instead of picking multiple ad networks if they want. And we'll inject not only that mediation layer, but also all the SDKs that it supports. And so we found that, you know, even people who were trying to kind of like make things as easy as possible. We've even allowed them to make it even easier so that when there's updates to those, they just go back to the enhanced process and, and it makes it very simple. Uh, I always like to say we're the kind of the connective tissue. We're trying to solve the problem of services working with apps and developers taking advantage of services without this huge technical barrier that's currently there. So that's our main our main focus. So when we get down to like revenue they're generating and so forth, that's kind of outside of our scope, but definitely we have heard situations where we've helped. I mean, the cost savings is is kind of obvious, but but then also what we see a lot of times are developers striking deals with ad networks they're not currently working with. So negotiating good terms with someone that they aren't currently implemented in their system, being able to capitalize on that because they can now easily switch to that service, take advantage of that. There's very few ad networks that can truly do 100% fill. So even if you're working with a new partner, you can kind of keep the current partner, add the new partner, take advantage of their you know offering. And if that changes, you can easily swap things in and out within minutes with Enhance and a number of, of others as well that are, that are well-respected. So definitely seeing lots of love both from kind of the mid-tier to lower-tier developers all the way up to these top-tier developers as well. So when it comes to actually... The services that are provided by Enhance, you had mentioned earlier in the conversation, analytics and ads and and many others. Does Enhance support a lot of the very popular services in those particular areas? Yes, I would say we support 98% of all of the most popular services, uh, especially when we talk about ad networks. So when we're talking about ad networks, uh, and a lot of this is is, um, is kind of benefit from coming from a publisher ourselves. So having built out the support for what we wanted to, 
to have an FGL. But then also our number, like another question we get a lot of times is, is how do we manage our roadmap as far as which SDKs we will support? And the number one factor for where we put someone top on our roadmap is publisher demand. So when we have, you know, developers and publishers asking for services, we move that up our queue to to focus on. And what that ends up doing is we means that we're supporting the the top the top providers. So so we definitely have, you know, coverage of what most people would be looking for. Uh, I don't think there's really anyone that you know would be a glaring omission at this point. What have you seen so far that Enhance has been using the most for? Yeah, so definitely at this point Enhance is being used for ads, uh, in-app advertising. A big reason for this is that's where the biggest problem in the industry is currently. So if if you were to look at kind of the top apps and what SDKs they have integrated, you know, so there's been reports out there that the average SDK has like, you know, 17 and a half SDKs implemented. I think that was an, a safety K report that they put out. And when we've done our kind of internal uh, research on this, what we found is, you know, most apps have you know, somewhere anywhere between 18 and 20. So it's very close to their, their number, but around 18 to 20 SDKs. But the, the, like a, a big chunk of that, so, so anywhere between five and eight of those SDKs is often ad network SDKs. And as I said before, like uh, some of this is mediation network, so putting in a mediation network, and then when that mediation network is put in, these other SDKs are also put in because they support those ad networks. But regardless of whether they're managing themselves or, or through a mediation network, uh, a, a big bulk of these SDKs are ad networks. So, so that's a big reason why it's popular through Enhance, because... Um, in, in many cases, companies we're working with, it's not even the engineering teams that are pushing to use Enhance. It's the monetization teams. As you can imagine, especially at larger companies, when the uh, monetization team wants to try new SDKs, there's a lot of hurdles that they have to go through. They have to get approval for it. They then have to go through the engineering team to make sure there's resources. Engineering is going to push back because they have features of the core product they're building. It's really kind of a chaotic thing to to decide to use a new you know SDK. Uh, so Enhance comes in, and <laughs> now we allow these mar- these these monetization teams to change SDKs without even talking to engineering, uh, and and it's really kind of revolutionizing how they can do things. So now they can go through this process, try new things, update things. A lot of times we see that too, of especially with the larger developers, maybe implementation is not an issue, but updating is. And so if um, you know, ad network A comes to them and says, "Hey, you can take advantage of this new ad campaign, but you have to have our latest SDK for it to work." Usually, they wouldn't have been able to capitalize on that, you know, fast enough. But through Enhance, they can. So we're definitely seeing, you know, that type of thing happen as well, which is, you know, which I think is a very different shift in the in the industry. Luke, since like Chris had mentioned a lot of things and like upsides to using Enhance. Are there any other similar solutions out there? Uh, I mean, and how is Enhance differing? I mean, uh, if there are lots of other competitors, I mean, is there is this like is Enhance the best solution out of all those currently right now, or maybe the only one? <laughs> yeah. So I think Enhance is the only one at the moment in terms of. If you were saying like who are our competitors, don't have any. There's there's no one else doing the same thing that we're doing. Like we we said that Enhance was built because identified a problem and we kind of tackled it from a from an angle that 
it hadn't been tackled before. So so the, the product is quite unique in that it allows developers to do things that previously before Enhance was completely impossible. Uh, we had spoken a lot throughout this conversation about ads and mediation networks. And uh, Luke, could you maybe talk a bit about other things that Enhance can solve as well? Maybe analytics or error reporting or any other type of services? Yeah, so so our goal with Enhance, I know we've talked quite a lot about ads in particular, but our, our goal with Enhance is to support every kind of service that is actually offered. Um, so any third party that's offering a service or an SDK that you can integrate on Android or iOS, we would like to support it. So I guess a quick rundown outside of ads, we do have analytics, so you, so you can send detailed event logs and integrate simple analytics into your app or more complex analytics if you want to implement our connector library. You can do some analytics completely zero code. So we can just tie in any of our analytics services we provide. If you if you don't want to or can't do any coding, then we, we can simply tie in any analytics service so that it will give you basic statistics like daily active users and retention and things like that. Uh, but yeah, you, you do you do have the option of going deeper with the analytics, implementing custom events. Outside of that, we have support for some push notification services, some local notification services. So the kind of notifications that remind a user to return to the app to, to perform an action. Attribution services, which are basically attributing your installs to certain ad campaigns that you're running. And yeah, like, like you mentioned in the question, in-app payment, we support both Google in-app payments and the iOS app store in-app payments. Potentially not now, but like in the future, since Enhance is all about when it comes to making it very, very easy to integrate in third-party SDKs for your when developing your app, there could potentially be like all the popular like gaming type features that you see a lot in the different mobile games out there. Yeah, that's totally correct. We're um, we're always kind of on the lookout for more SDKs to implement. We we do integrate things based on demand at the moment so if someone one of our clients requests a specific sdk uh that will obviously push it a lot higher in our roadmap to to get that implemented but yeah we we have actually been in talks with a couple of companies that are offering so that gaming or esports sdks so yeah definitely on the horizon for for more sdk types so what advice would you give luke when it comes for people who just are interested and just using Enhance for the very first time. Enhance helps developers to integrate SDKs. And because it's such a new way of doing that, and because it, it makes the process so simple, I think the other benefits of Enhance can sometimes be forgotten. So things like being able to quickly update your SDKs. Obviously, it's a good idea to check back on Enhance to, to run your app through again to get the latest version of SDKs. I think the main one is probably the ability to quickly change the services that you're using. So you, you might have your app released and you might be using, say, three or four ad networks. Through Enhance, it's literally no work for the developer. You have to tick a different checkbox and you can be using a different ad service. So from the from the aspect of exploring new services or, or talking to the service providers and like maybe trying to get CPM deals with them. Um, I think Enhance opens a lot of possibilities for smaller developers to be able to do that. Um, 
and also they'll be able to do this with very very little work on the development side um so yeah I, i'd say my advice would probably be to like not forget that there are really valuable benefits to enhance outside of the integration and updating side of things that is it thank you both for being on the show and goodbye yeah, thanks so much thank you very much Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, please rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Enhance My App. If you are currently building a mobile app, head on over to Enhance.co, where we make it easy to integrate in advertisements, analytics, push notifications, and payment services into your mobile app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.